0: Section nine of Hero and Leander. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Hero and Leander by Christopher Marlowe and George Chapman. Section nine. Now as with settled mind she did repair her thoughts, to sacrifice her ravished hair and her torn robe which on the altar lay and only for religion's fire did stay she heard a thunder by the cyclops beaten in such a volley as the world did threaten given venus as she parted the airy sphere descending now to chide with hero here when suddenly the goddess wagoners the swans and turtles that in coupled fears through all world's bosoms draw her influence lighted in hero's window and from thence to her fair shoulders flew the gentle doves. Graceful Idone that sweet pleasure loves, and rough-foot Hreste with the tufted crown, both which did kiss her, though their goddess frown. The swans did in the solid flood her glass, Proin their fair plumes of which the fairest was jove-loved leucote that pure brightness is the other bounty-loving dapsilis all were in heaven now they with hero were but venus looks brought wrath and urged fear her robe was scarlet Black her head's attire, And through her naked breast Shine streams of fire, As when the rarefied air Is driven in flashing streams, And opes the darkened heaven. In her white hand A wreath of yew she bore, and breaking the icy wreath sweet hero wore she forced about her brows her wreath of you, and said now minion to thy fate be true though not to me endure what this portends begin where lightness will in shame it ends love makes thee cunning thou art current now by being counterfeit thy broken vow deceit with her pied garters must rejoin and with her stamp thou countenances must coin coyness and pure deceits for purities and still a maid wilt seem in cousin would eyes and have an antic face to laugh within while thy smooth looks make men digest thy sin but since thy lips least thought forsworn forswore be never virgin's vow worth trusting more When beauty's dearest Did her goddess here breathe such rebukes Gainst that she could not clear Dumb sorrow spake aloud in tears and blood That from her grief-burst veins In piteous flood From the sweet conduits of her favour fell the gentle turtles did with moans make swell their shining gorges the white black-eyed swans did sing as woeful epicidians, as they would straightways die when pity's queen the goddess that had ever been hid in a watery cloud near Hero's cries, since the first instant of her broken eyes, gave bright Leucote voice, and made her speak to ease her anguish, whose swollen breast did break with anger at her goddess, that did touch Hero so near, that she used so much and thrusting her white neck at venus said why may not amorous heroes seem a maid though she be none as well as you suppress in modest cheeks your inward wantonness how often have we drawn you from above to exchange with mortals rights for rights in love? Why in your priest then call you that offence that shines in you and is your influence? With this the fury stopped Leocote's lips, enjoined by Venus, who with rosy whips beat the kind bird fierce lightning from her eyes did set on fire fair hero's sacrifice which was her torn robe and enforced hair and the bright flame became a maid most fair for her aspect her tresses were of wire knit like a net, where hearts, set all on fire, struggled in pants, and could not get released. Her arms were all with golden pincers dressed, and twenty fashioned knots, pulleys and brakes, and all her body girt with painted snakes her down parts in a scorpion's tail combined freckled with twenty colours pied wings shined out of her shoulders cloth had never dye nor sweeter colours never viewed eye in scorching turkey Cari's tartary than shined about this spirit notorious nor was arachne's web so glorious of lightning and of shreds she was begot more hold in base dissemblers is there not her name was eronusis venus flew from hero's sight and at her chariot drew this wondrous creature to so steep a height that all the world she might command with slight of her gay wings and then she bade her haste since hero had dissembled and disgraced her rights so much and every breast infect with her deceits she made her architect of all dissimulation and since then never was any trust in maids or men oh it spited fair venus heart to see her most delighted and one she chose for temper of her mind to be the only ruler of her kind so soon to let her virgin race be ended, not solely for the fault a wit offended, but that in strife for chasteness with the moon, spiteful Diana bade her show but one that was her servant vowed, and lived a maid. And now she thought to answer that upbraid, hero had lost her answer who knows not venus would seem as far from any spot of light demeanour as the very skin twixt cynthia's brows sin is ashamed of sin up venus flew and scarce durst up for fear of phoebe's laughter when she passed her sphere and so most ugly clouded was the light that day was hid in day night came ere night and venus could not through the thick air pierce till the day's king god of undaunted verse because she was so plentiful a theme to such as wore his laurel anadim like to a fiery bullet made descent and from her passage those fat vapours rent that being not thoroughly rarefied to rain melted like pitch as blue as any vein and scalding tempests made the earth to shrink under their fervour and the world did think in every drop a torturing spirit flew it pierced so deeply and it burned so blue betwixt all this and hero hero held leander's picture as a Persian shield, and she was free from fear of worst success. The more ill threats us, we suspect the less. As we grow hapless, violence subtle grows, dumb, deaf, and blind, and comes when no man knows. End of section 9 Recording by Martin Giessen In Hazelmere, Surrey